0: hey everybody
1: hey everyone (laughs) this is zach i was going to say something clever but this is not clever Stuart.
0: (laughs) and uh this week we're doing a throwback uh media episode uh this is uh, episode 61 i think overall i have it as 140 um numbers mean
1: nothing to me anymore yeah (laughs) it could be like episode b b3 yeah, episode suck E3. my scrabble ship <laughs> that's a that's a reference right there for, for all you <laughs> all you people out there it's a reference to um simpsons
0: oh yeah yeah it is mm-hmm. it is
1: it is
0: um but tonight we're we're discussing uh, we're
1: discussing something else
0: yes yeah, something else we're we're talking about uh the pathfinder first edition module master of the fallen fortress uh-huh. um, now this is a module it's it's old um and yes. i also feel like it's a uh, fair game to discuss because it was a free rpg day in 2010 uh, submission. yeah um, because
1: and, Pathfinder's, you know, moved on to 2nd edition. This yeah. is a 1st edition module.
0: Right. And so the the module um, is also, I do want to credit the the uh, author's Rob McCreary. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else Rob has done. Um, but I, I, I do like this as a module. Like, I'll just, at the front end want to say that so it's it like i said it's a free rpg day from from a module from 2010
1: yeah and the artist is actually pretty cool tyler walpool yeah Um, yeah because i believe that was the artist that did a lot of the uh characters like the main characters for um pathfinder because they had like these iconic um
0: yeah they have the iconic characters
1: yeah. yeah That would show up on a lot of the artwork, on a lot of, like, the extra games, like the card games and things along those lines. Because, you know, Pathfinder did more than just, like, RPGs. They they tried to spread their yeah. wings their in other places. Their card games are
0: awesome. Yeah. Um,
1: I, they know how to build systems. Yeah. So I, I, may they be the most intuitive systems? Eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know.
0: Um, that's, I that's... I mean I guess I can hear the the um actually people already screaming. May, uh, Monty Cook and Rob Heinsoo you know how to make mm, right. make systems that they can build off. of. <laughs> mm.
1: But yeah, I I really because it's full colored um pictures yeah. in this module, and yeah, I really think that the art in the uh, module is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's even got um society rules so if you were to run this at a society game you could do mm-hmm. that i don't know the intricacies of getting that squared away um I'm presumably you can just show up and, and run as long as you're authorized i guess yeah um but this this is a really interesting module to me because it's actually marketing material um it so is. It's, it's, it's trying promo. to get you into it yeah it's so it's a promo actually for the um the advanced players guide um so the the system or the module actually comes with six pre-gen characters of the new classes that were coming out in that that uh, uh, source book. Yeah. Um, and those classes are the alchemist, the cavalier, the inquisitor, the oracle, the summoner, and the witch.
1: Um. Those are the classes.
0: These are, and they, it's funny they're they're kind of some of them are blended and then some of them are new um
1: i think don't uh, you like, yeah i mean like i feel like they're logic. kind of all new but like they're n- new in the sense that they're borrowing from other you know pieces of media
0: oh no i mean like um like taking two class one and actually no i'm i'm uh incorrect so
1: yeah because by, when they by, started uh, taking two classes they did like the brawler who's a mix between a fighter and a monk or they did like the oracle who's a mixture between a cleric and yeah these are these are fresh characters these are fresh
0: fresh classes yeah
1: yeah but again you know they're kind of borrowed Um, from something else
0: yeah and uh if i can the um the the opening uh crawl for this we'll say Uh, is a wide field of shattered weapons barrow mounds and mass graves surround the city of absalom a vast plain known as the cairn lands rising from the war-torn earth like the grasping arms of the dead are countless siege castles towers and fortresses constructed over the millennia by would-be warlords who tried to take the great city and inevitably failed like forgotten monuments to failed conquerors and I'm, I'm reading this in co- uh, cursive so bear with me the siege castles of absalom beckon the brave the fearless and the foolish with the promise of adventure and untold treasures ever ready to create heroes or to entomb the fallen so hey that was round. great
1: you should uh, dm sometime
0: <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah you should
1: i'm not being facetious I'm, oh, I'm being,
0: oh okay well i'm, thank
1: you. <laughs> I'm being real
0: um well so i didn't write that and i was uh
1: no but i like the uh, performance i like i like the uh tone
0: well i was i was struggling somewhat because it's written kind of like handwritten uh cursive in the beginning it is um but but yeah so um for anyone who who doesn't speak as fluent nerd as we do um (laughs) the basically the adventure background for this is that there's a uh remaining siege tower that uh, you, the PCs are supposed to be exploring. So yeah. this is kind of a standard dungeon crawl, but ah. you're you're in a tower, so it's going up.
1: Yes, in that <laughs> sense, um, but I wouldn't call it a standard like um, Pathfinder um, model, because
0: no, no, no. It just it, it, uh, the idea of like, and it's not a hex crawl. It's it's like you're specifically in a dungeon and you're going in a direction to get stuff
1: yeah it was more
0: what i meant it's not a standard module
1: yeah because again i think there this is meant to be played fast like even faster than some of their their quicker ones and it's supposed to be a little bit simple because it's supposed to get you into pathfinder this is supposed to be an opening because usually with most of these pathfinder um, modules there would be a little bit more uh, socializing or there would be a little bit more like social skill checks of you trying to like investigate something. And then once you investigate something, it leads you to the tower or something along those lines. This game starts you right off at the tower and it's, it's heavily combat focused. You are really all you're doing is you're kind of like going through the tower, trying to uh, defeat monsters and, there is a little bit of a like what happened in this tower who you know sort of yeah. deal to it but you know that's not the the main sense the main sense is just like you gotta fight some encounters here are some encounters
0: yeah and I mean it's you know the the adventure itself the the PDF that I have um is it's 20 pages. Mm -hmm. Um, if you take out the legalese and the cover and the society stuff and the classes at the end, the adventure itself is like six or seven pages. Yeah. It's not very long. And I think
1: that's, I, and don't like get, don't take away thinking that I'm criticizing for them for that. I think that's fantastic because you definitely want to make it more simpler for people to ease of access. Yeah. And, um, well, yeah.
0: and and uh, I think part of that is also coming from like this it being part of the society, um, like because there's a note in the beginning that says this adventure assumes that all of the player characters know each other and have decided to explore the fallen fortress together to start their careers as adventurers, and then it gives you three ideas um, for how to get the uh, the PCs together basically. Yeah. Um. So like one of them is their part of the absalom eagle garrison um looking for threats to the city in the Cairnlands, lands and their commanding officer sends them specifically to the fortress um to make sure there's no threat to absalom from there that one's <coughs> eh, eh, I, I don't know if i would use that one personally if i yeah. were running and,
1: but... and again that's the great thing about these modules is like yeah. you don't have to use every you know everything in the module no you can no. definitely cherry pick information that you want to use, information that you don't want to use, things along those lines. But I do yeah. like that um you know, it gives you a variety of like encounters, be them traps, be them um, you know, uh actual monster fights and you know, I think the climax, like the big bad is is something interesting with like the narrative. Yeah. Mayor Dru- yeah. Yeah, and a, a troglodyte druid,
0: snap jar. Yeah, it's a it's a troglodyte druid um, yeah. with snap jaw, an albino cro- crocodile. Yeah, his uh,
1: companion. And you know, I think that's, yeah, I think that's fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's it's just kind of this like goofy, like wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Well, and and I, uh, you know, the uh the the rest of the adventure, like you said, it's it's kind of a um. It's a really good introductory uh, adventure to what Pathfinder is because, like, just just scrolling down through, um, uh, encounter one uh, is your PCs should encounter some ravenous dogs, right? Yeah, and then they, when you enter the tower, you fight some spiders, and then you go up some stairs Classic. and you fight. Yeah, you, you go up go upstairs you encounter some guards and and uh, a, a creature right so there's you you have um you know wild wildlife encounters and then uh-oh there's something a little bit more organized here and then there's yeah. a trapped door for them to encounter. you know like it's it's hitting things that you want people to hit if if it's like their first time playing of like okay here are all of the possibilities yeah. that this that is can very
1: classic like role yeah. playing And, you know, there's a lot of, like, again, rolling for knowledge or rolling for, like, dexterity... or not dexterity, but, like, rolling for strength and things along those lines. It's, um, you know, it does have you roll a lot of, like, checks versus... And a lot of these traps aren't, like, unforgiving traps or anything along those lines. Like, I think, you know, the biggest thing was, like, climbing up to the fifth floor which you know wasn't like too bad yeah Um, like
0: so the fifth floor one which one the um are you talking about the
1: tap of the tower
0: yeah so which one is the the tough one the uh like the the big bruiser with the the guard no i'm saying like a
1: dc 30 climbs pretty tough
0: what is oh oh uh to actually physically climb i see what you're yeah, saying i thought you meant like getting up to the fifth floor. oh no
1: like first level people like trying to actually make a dc 30 climb. yeah i
0: mean that's that's impossible it's a funny note for them to
1: <laughs> to put yeah. that in there to just be like
0: yeah if they want to try it they can <laughs> <laughs> If they want to <laughs> climb all the
1: way to the top yeah
0: <laughs> yeah they can try so yeah like if i'm if, yeah so so to, to go back to the very beginning then yeah it's let's see Okay, so it's a 25 climb to, to get it. Yeah, up.
1: I'm seeing 30. Climb. Climbing all the way to the top of the tower requires a DC 30 climb check.
0: Oh, I At see. the upper yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: level overhangs the fallen portion of the lower tower. Gotcha. At the top, a stone rail uh, surrounds a five-foot-wide walkway that completely incur- or encompasses the tower.
0: Yeah yeah and i yeah i'm i'm at the very beginning on page six so oh, yeah
1: i was on uh page 10
0: <laughs> yeah there um yeah where where i'm reading they specifically say uh where is it characters cannot reach the tower's fifth floor by this method
1: okay
0: by client right there um yeah. so like on 10 you were saying they when they actually describe the top of it it's yeah uh, climbing Which, all the way to the top is a dc 30 that's yeah
1: yeah <laughs> but um you know it's it's just it's interesting um yeah because with these modules you i guess you have to like give a scenario for everything just in case like people try these are
0: always going to try something that you're not going to expect
1: <laughs> <laughs> nothing but shenanigans
0: it's always shenanigans um hmm the um yeah no the the one of the things that i do like about this too is the uh where was it they have um towards the end of it when you're you're actually fighting um Tascar the the druid mm-hmm. they have notes here for the d the uh, dm or gm um about the hazards so the collapse of the lower levels because as you're you're climbing this is a ruined tower like it's it's centuries old and like they describe it as having like chunks of the wall torn out here and there and like exposed to the elements it's it's falling apart yeah um so by the time you're at the top some of the lower levels have lost their stability so they have a note here that if more than four medium-sized creatures uh which
1: usually is the entire group
0: yeah stand in the shaded area on the map the easternmost 20 section to 20 foot section of the floor falls away yeah. uh and then there's there's rules in there for them to avoid falling and taking potentially 36 hit points of da- falling damage yeah. um so i like that's one of the things i like about this is like it's it's constantly reminding the dm of like this is an unstable structure all Mm -hmm. of the fighting they're doing is kind of making it rattle so that by the time they get to the top like there's a very real possibility of more than one character dying
1: yeah um so one of the things that i think would be beneficial that they would you know could have like thought about doing was actually providing a playable map or like a playable map where they have, like, a couple of pages that were just tile pages. Because they have a map that you can, like, draw on a uh, dry erase, like, grid board. Yeah. Uh, but not everybody who starts off playing D&D has those, like, resources or may not, you know, have the ability to use that. So I do think it may have been nice to, like, provide that, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, and I mean... I don't remember if this was actually, like, I know it's a free PDF Mm -hmm. now, I don't remember if this was, like, printed out, or if it was something you could redeem with a code on their website. Um,
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it was bound or whatnot. uh, Because,
0: yeah, like, if it were bound, like, you're right, like, it would be real easy for them to include a couple of filler pages at the end that's just, like, grid paper. Um, Or even, like, the design for this, so that people could could place that because it's with it being a tower um if you look at the map it's actually pretty compact um
1: it is i mean there's again five levels so
0: so yeah you're looking at 16 squares by 16 squares potentially yeah for for like the entire like granted that times five um but like that's not a whole lot of space so like you're you're right they could have completely just given you like six extra pages or three extra pages front and back mm-hmm. of like here's the map because all all of the rooms are pretty tiny because like i said it's, it's a tower um, yeah <laughs> that they're fighting in and yeah i i don't know why that bit was overlooked
1: um, i will also say after because i ran a couple of uh, first edition um modules in Pathfinder, I will say this one is probably the simplest written one, like in the um, way of like putting all of your information. Because sometimes when you were running like Pathfinder modules, there would be a lot of like, oh, you know, when you're reading like page 33, it's like, oh, refer back to page like two. And there was a lot of like flipping around. Just trying to like make sure that you had the uh, correct um, information because yeah. sometimes it would refer you to like check another box or something along those lines, or you know it would refer you to the actual like um, players' handbook or GM's handbook. So at least with this one, it has like all the stat blocks. It has a very well simple. Yeah. Well, linear path, so you don't have to like keep on referring to like exactly. other pages and stuff like that, which I like. I do well, yeah. like that, and
0: I feel like part of that is that like this is a free supplement. Potentially getting new people, like they have to include that. I feel like the the modules that like people pay for, like it's kind of a way for Paizo to be like, okay, you need the Monster Manual, so we're going to put Monster Manual page one fifty nine. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like it's a way to kind of stimulate people to buy it. So I I agree with you. I I like that there are um, actual stat blocks in this for people Mm -hmm. who are new.
1: Yeah. But Um, again, you know, I I do feel like, so if your friends have never played, like, role playing, and once they, you know, once they get that kind of experience, that, like, mm -hmm. sword and board experience, I would recommend this one. But like, if let's say you have friends who've kind of role played, maybe not, you know, Pathfinder or anything like that. Paizo does have a lot of other free uh, modules that you can actually uh, download. Because I remember playing a module with uh, a couple of friends, um, and it was amazing. It was called Weebe Goblins, where you actually play. Oh, were you the goblins? goblins? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) and there was like so much more role playing, like uh experience there and again it's it's kind of knowing your group do you want uh like do you have a group that wants to focus more on like role playing building a story like having interactions with people or is your group more just like i want to like hack and slash roll some dice see some big numbers maybe this one's a little bit better but like if you want to be like crazy go wacky goblins i really like weeby goblins and weeby goblins actually did so well; they put out a uh, second free module.
0: Yeah, I think there's there's like four of them at this point. Yeah, yeah, because
1: it's it's fun just because like Paizo's goblins are a lot uh, a lot more wackier and interesting than uh, mainstream goblins. I'll I'll put it that way.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, big big football headed.
1: Yeah weirdos <laughs> who enjoy like standing on each other's shoulders just yeah. to get a good stab.
0: Well, I you know, I will say with this um for for this module, uh I guess would would you use this?
1: So, again, like it kind of depends on the
0: the context, yeah. Well,
1: it depends on yeah, the group. If like if we played with our group of people and let's say us four wanted to play a pathfinder game i think we would all enjoy weeby goblins because we enjoy a little bit more of the role-playing aspect of it but if it was like new people who just started role-playing who just wanted that like authentic like role-playing like i want to play a a fighter or a mage or something along those lines i think this one would be all right I mean, truly, like, this doesn't really have much prep. Like, sometimes you have to actually prep, like, again, when I actually did a full-fledged module, like, you have to, like, you know, I had sticky notes that I would mark on the pages so I could refer back to those pages with the sticky notes had numbers on it. So I knew, like, exactly what stat block to look at and all that jazz. It um, It was a lot of prep work that went into, like, Running the full-fledged module, and occasionally I think Weeby Goblins has a little bit of prep work, but this one's pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I I have personally used this probably three times.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I so, did not know that.
0: So, um yeah like twi- two times it was like and like you're saying with the no prep work like i mm-hmm. literally ran this off my phone at a pickup game at, at a convention because um the people who were working in the game room and a couple people from the um, tech department had some time and they're like yeah i don't really want to run anything but I'd, I'd like to play and i'm like you want to play pathfinder and they're like okay so so i emailed myself the pre-gen characters and went to the business center and printed at printed them out and handed them them.
1: well there you go yeah that's like (laughs) and ran and like
0: everyone had a a pretty good time because i mean yeah it's just a one-shot like yeah, yeah i'm gonna play this this thing and i'm just gonna roll these dice um the one time i used it to incorporate it into everything else i i didn't use any of the um pre recommended um well yeah none of the pre-made characters but none of the the recommended like uh introductions to the, mm. the story because i was wanting to do something longer so like there's a bit in here where there is a pathfinder bard that has been captured
1: hmm. mm-hmm.
0: and so the way i ran it is the pcs were um uh, applicants to actually being a member of the pathfinders like as a group yeah um and so this was their first like well we have a guy that's missing if you can find him <laughs> we'll yeah. let you join type thing um which i mean worked out pretty well um it you know definitely got the the uh players like more involved in the story because they're like okay yeah like yeah, this is something my character would want. So yeah, I'm I'm going. Yeah, we're we're going to try our hardest to find this thing, rather than the like.
1: Oh, this one is of the a pre-made character. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, this is a pre-made character. I don't so it's kind of a share. throwaway.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit more investment that way. Um, hmm. but yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the the pre gens because the pre gens for this that they were, you know, this is designed like his marketing material for mm-hmm. um i feel like there's hits and misses um, yeah
1: to be yeah. honest
0: um like i'm not a huge fan of the uh well actually, actually why don't we go in alphabetical order so sure well, how so, do you feel about the the alchemist like as a class and how he's presented here
1: so i've always liked the alchemist i ran an alchemist when um i was playing with a couple of other friends so kind of have a special uh place in my heart about alchemy so i actually i kind of like this character yeah yeah i think you know you can play an alchemist different ways with like your mutagens and with your bombs and everything along those lines and you've got this like you know and you've got this unique perspective about you yeah yeah
0: yeah well i mean I, i feel like there's a reason that the alchemist is because because i like it as well um mm-hmm. it, the there's a reason that in second edition alchemist is one of just the base classes yeah like they're they're really interesting to run like they i, I don't think they feel like D has a similar class if that mm-hmm. makes
1: sense yeah um, i will say one of the things that kind of falls short a little bit is alchemy like actually creating Alchemical items, yeah, because that goes into item crafting, which can be kind of a, a slog, so <laughs> yeah, a lot imagine. of people kind of avoid that. So, I don't know, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, yeah, like thumbs up on the alchemist, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the cavalier. I'm not a huge fan of the cavalier, no,
1: August. same here, and it's, I
0: mean, it's like the mountains
1: yeah and then just having the mount like think about like having the mount in the tower like you gotta go up some stairs and everything like that so
0: that's the thing is that when when we um when i ran this as a one shot like no one chose the cavalier like luckily that there were only like four people playing so there there were two extras in case someone died but like no one wanted to play the cavalier cuz they're like wait, we're going up a tower? Like why the what I play a cavalier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and I think most of sense. your
1: bonuses like are when you're on a mount. I don't know.
0: Yeah, your feats are powered by you being on a mount. Yeah, mount, so. because it's it's uh, that's part of the I think tactician Mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's it, it, like you use like a teamwork keyword or tag or whatever um, something yeah i mean it's an interesting idea probably wrong for this
1: specific
0: yeah. like pre-gen uh but i'm not a huge fan of it as a class in general Yeah. Um, no. i mean i kind of want to now make a cavalier that is a centaur <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like we're both pretty down on the cavalier Mhm. Um Inquisitor.
1: Yeah, so I like the Inquisitor, I just don't think the inquisitor is good for this one. Because the inquisitor has more social skills than anything else, and there's yeah. not really much socially going on in this game, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's not very good for this one. Um I'm See, I'm torn on the inquisitor because um you know i i played in a game someone was running and there were a couple of inquisitors running around and they just seemed like i couldn't tell if it was like a problem with dmpc or if it was just this class is is this busted (laughs) that they're they're able to run around and and, you know do this level of bullshit when we're all supposed Mm. to be the same level you know
1: yeah interesting yeah i've never seen them as overpowered
0: um, yeah, so I mean, my guess is that it was probably a case of of dnpc creeping in.
1: Oh, uh, was it? A,
0: yeah, the one that we GMs? were in together. What? That we were that we were players in together.
1: Oh, it was, I don't that It was like a magical one. school. Oh, I don't. And it was think a character. That, uh, I don't think that was an inquisitor. In. I think that was something else. Oh, oh, I think that was an
0: inquisitor.
1: No, the like um,
0: the person that had the uh, the giant Mer- scythe.
1: Yeah, no, that was an inquisitor. I don't think that was. I'm not sure. Anyway, okay. Anyway,
0: uh, yeah. I, I honestly, I think it was probably a bit of DMPC.
1: Yeah, well. unfortunately, you know, when the GM like slots in their own character and everything like that, yeah. it can um, I don't know. It it can. They may have a bias to that character
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah so but that's um, all, I'll, all state
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i didn't want to get that that far into it um yeah but but yeah the um so the oracle
1: mm-hmm. yeah i like the oracle too i think it's a nice blend it's a good like magic caster
0: yeah so i i'm unsure how it like I'd have to actually look to see how the actual class works because it looks like they pull things from the cleric spell list. Yeah, but well, they I think they have, have their through. own skill
1: or, cl- or uh, skill or list of. Yeah, it's divine. Yeah. So, so yeah, it yeah, they... draws there, but exactly. I like the uh, the ability where they have like they can basically they have to take a default like they have to take a hindrance where it's either like yeah the curse Mm -hmm. yeah and there's a lot of interesting curses that you can really like build your character around yeah and the icon that's
0: included in this one is specifically took clouded vision i'm I'm sure there's a much longer list like yeah
1: where you can end up like you know missing a limb or lame or something and it gives you like actual like in-game consequences it it feels you know it feels like you are hindered by this particular thing so yeah yeah
0: Yeah, i mean it's an interesting class i would i I don't think it's one that i would personally play but i i wouldn't mind having someone run one or be in a party with one to see Mm -hmm. how they how they work yeah um i just wouldn't want to have to figure that out no. Um which is kind of my feeling on the next one which is the summoner. Um Yeah, so I, I mind being in that party. same game.
1: <laughs> oh, so in that same game, uh the magical school game, I actually played the summoner. Yeah. And it was not fun because you have to manage multiple characters. You have to manage your character as well as the summoned creature as well.
0: Yep. And
1: it just it feels like your turn takes forever and you feel or at least i felt bad because like you know i'm taking all these long turns and everything like that and everybody's just kind of waiting for their turn to roll around i'm like sorry everyone like i'm trying to figure out like the best strategy or the best way i can use both my character as well um... as the summoned character
0: well the the summoned character too like doesn't it 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 has has its its own character
1: sheet and everything. Yeah, it has its
0: own initiative. So, yep, you make
1: a a legit second character, basically.
0: Man, you could run, (laughs) you could run a game with three people running three summoners, and it it would be full of combat. Like it would just, (laughs) it
1: it would be a nightmare. It would be a nightmare for the DM because the DM's got to track all that stuff, and you know the summoner has abilities like buff their summoned creature and everything like that. It's just. It's a lot of, like, math and homework, and it's, I don't know, it felt more of a chore than an actual, like, role-playing. Uh, yeah,
0: it's... Because it, it's...
1: it's funny, because I had a, a a gnome summoner as well, and I see this one was a gnome summoner.
0: Yeah, and, and like I said with, with the Oracle, like, I I would prefer to be in a party or run a game with someone mm-hmm. running one. I would not want to run one at these. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they—they just it's too um well like you said it, it, it feels like homework um and i'm when I'm you're playing building a game your character to, and
1: everything yeah
0: yeah i'm playing a game to have fun i don't really want to do homework if i'm playing um
1: yeah
0: <laughs> but um the that i think brings us to my favorite um and the one the only one of this group honestly that i think i would play personally
1: is uh, the witch is the witch. Yeah, um, the witch is the, pretty cool. The witch, the witch is actually is cool. pretty powerful, too.
0: Oh, like, yeah, especially, like, when, once you get up to, like, level four or five, six, like, that, that lower mid-tier. Yeah. Um, Like, the powers change her,
1: drastically. Her, like, <laughs> gimmick is hexes, uh-huh. which is uh really nice because it allows you to kind of control the battlefield because the hex, um, like, weakens enemies yeah. and stuff like that, so... It's it's a unique class in where it's a it's more of a controller class than anything else. Yeah. Where you're like you know giving debuffs to other characters, you're not going to be dealing the most damage or anything along those lines, but you're going to be causing the most like trouble for the uh, the enemies.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's really a class that you can use to just piss off. <laughs> whoever you're fighting because it, no. you're, it's just a way to keep them hindered and like oh nope you character is asleep now
1: yeah like, because it. like <laughs> here's a couple of her like spells is like days yeah touch of fatigue and her other ones are like well mage armor all well not all but most most the yeah. uh, casters should get mage armor if they can and then like ray of enfeeblement yeah so it's a lot of these things and then like the hex will basically mm-hmm. calls yeah, to go to is sleep. So or, yeah. yeah. So I think that's kinda cool. I think that's a an interesting spin, especially when they didn't have too many like debuff people or controllers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um I I do like this module like like I said as an introductory game or I feel like, you know, it's it's obviously designed for level one characters. Um, given, like, depending on how many people you have playing, um, having, like, I've, I've run this for two people, and I've run this for four people. Hmm. Um, two is way, like, you have, as a DM, you, you have to curb the enemies some to ring them in um it's definitely not playable with just one pc um yeah four four is about right like there was there were some scary moments where people thought that they would they would die if they took one more hit based on the the curve of the enemies but you know it um it led to a good climactic final fight because there's enough healing throughout that um you know, even with... I think the Oracle is a healer. Um, mm.
1: Yeah, I think the Oracle has healing spells. I mean, again, yeah, the they're Oracle pulling has from the so...
0: Yeah, and the... Uh, the Inquisitor... Has a healing potion, I think? No, mm. no, she doesn't. Never mind. Um, yeah, I don't know what I was saying. Yeah, so the, he, the Oracle is the only healer. Um, but you know it's still doable um
1: yeah it's, I always it just feel depends like...
0: on how how well people roll like anything else
1: yeah um, i feel like four is kind of the magic number when it comes to putting together a party yeah i think probably the most success i've had dming is with a group of four people not including myself so i'd be the dm and then there would be four player yeah. characters I think yeah, that's when um, I've had the uh, greatest success.
0: That's that's probably the sweet spot for mm-hmm. for it. Um,
1: just personally thinking, yeah.
0: But yeah, like I I feel like this game or this module it would be good for. Um, I mean, I know from personal experience, it's fun as a con game, just as a like a pickup game. Yeah, almost. Um, I feel. I mean, this is a little old, so it would be weird to see this on an official schedule at a con mm, mm-hmm. um but like for people who are volunteering who have some free time and they not you know they have three or four hours to kill before, yeah
1: just before burn.
0: something they want to do comes up um like it's fun enough um or filler like if your gm is sick that night but people still want to play um you know it's a i wouldn't module. suggest this one
1: no no, I feel like if you have already have experience and stuff like that, like maybe go with a, a bit more wackier one, like Weeby Goblins. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But and I mean, a, a lot of that uh, is, is yeah, just personal taste too. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, really this this is a probably one of the easier modules to get someone who's never played or who doesn't regularly play into
1: yeah. it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's, it's the easiest entry point. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about Master of the Fallen Fortress? No, I think, I think that's it. Okay. So, um well yeah so uh i actually liked doing that like that might be a, a recurring bit if we're running out of things is yeah
1: <laughs> going I through mean, old
0: modules or <laughs> yeah i
1: wouldn't mind like switching them up to like some D modules yeah, D&D. some pathfinder modules uh yeah
0: um but yeah with with that we'll um you know be back in a couple weeks with the book club um the planet of the apes Mm -hmm. um and then after that the next uh kind of discussion will be um our favorite video game adaptations
1: yeah i'm looking forward Um, to that one that should be a lot of fun
0: yeah me too um because yeah like we can uh you know discuss our favorite movie adaptations and vice versa our favorite game adaptations of movies because there are some of those that some of my choices i think might surprise you
1: (laughs) okay i so well i don't want to spoil anything but i feel like i might know a few of yours
0: probably i mean i've probably talked
1: to (laughs) to you about
0: them before (laughs) (laughs) Uh
1: um
0: but yeah with that we'll uh be back in a couple weeks with uh planet of the apes uh so we'll see everybody then
1: all right everybody stay safe be kind Get out there a little bit. Uh go running. Oh, yeah. Running.
0: Yeah, running. Yeah,
1: runnin'. okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bye. Bye.